Hey there, Offgoers, Muse here, and this week's episode of the Going Off Podcast features a Patreon-requested album review. If there's an album that you would like to hear us review on the Going Off Podcast, it is a one-time $40 pledge to either Patreon.com slash RapCritic or Patreon.com slash Muse. We also have a new exclusive Going Off Extra clip available for free to anybody visiting either of our Patreon pages. So if you like the idea of hearing exclusive going off extra clips, consider pledging at least $1 to either patreon.com slash rapcritic or patreon.com slash muse. Without any further ado, here's this week's episode of the Going Off Podcast, featuring a review of LA Symphony, a discussion about Lil Yachty, and the Little Rascals for some reason. With a shit chilling on the poop deck, it's the Going Off Podcast with Rap Critic and Muse. Is that, is that what you had? Is that is that the... The Lil Yachty line that he should have used. Just one of the many. Dude, Lil Yachty, man. Wasting fire. You've got, you've got the name Lil Yachty. King Boat. Call yourself a little boat all the fucking time. And you haven't used not a nail, not a boat pun. Shame on you. Shame on you. The true failure of an artist. <laughs> Here's where we get all the links from the fans in the comments going, Oh, you gotta listen to his mixtapes. Oh my god. Oh, oh, that mixtape was bad, but but this is the one you should have listened to. It's always not the one that we listened to that was the good one. It never <laughs> is, without fail. <laughs> we were talking about how rappers like to waste money. And we were talking about takeoffs, Milky Way Galaxy, Solar System uh, chain, which is apparently, like, the most expensive chain or the heaviest chain. It's like two pounds. Yeah, it's apparently $500,000. Offset apparently owns a $100,000 raindrop chain. That's fucking self-indulgent, self-referential shit. Didn't they have that one lyric where he's like, uh, or, or it was Quavo, he's like, I'm the one that, she's the one that brings that raindrop. Eh? Eh? I love how he says it in the background. When they bring the raindrop, raindrops, remember? Hey, yeah, <laughs> he might as well just add it in there. Remember? <laughs> you know what's really funny is that I don't always think about this, but... It puts it into perspective how long it takes for songs to write and produce and, like, release. I wonder how far after they recorded, released, and saw the success of Bad and Bougie that they wrote, um, I'm the one. Because I wonder how often we've, we haven't even noticed that rappers will, like, reference their other songs, but... It's songs they thought would be hits and weren't. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like, like, oh man, y'all know about Pipe It Up, right? It's like, uh, mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, It'd be funny if it was like, when they'll bring the raindrop, raindrops. And people were like, why does he have to say it twice? <laughs> oh, it's from that deep cut, Bad and Bougie, that never got radio play ever. <laughs> nah, but yeah, uh, Takeoff's Chain, I like that it's space-themed. I don't really like how it looks, though. Yeah, first of all, this shit costs more than a house. That's first of all. But second of all, if you're going to get that, like, can it at least look cool? But it just kind of looks like a normal chain, like with just more circles around it. I had uh, I had commented that it looks like a grandma's uh, charm bracelet. <laughs> like it should have little pictures of his grandson's children on it dangling off. For $500,000, shit should look cool, right? I wonder if it's one of those cases, and I imagine this has got to suck, where, like, you order a thing, 
Yeah, you thought it was gonna look good. And you're like, oh man, this this is gonna be so popping. And then you get it, and you're like, oh, uh, well, I already spent half a million fucking dollars. Exactly. On it. Like, what are you gonna do? Give it back? Be like, nah, make it better. <laughs> That's gonna cost even more goddamn money. No, no, he gets it, and then he's like. Well, holy shit, I thought it was going to look like, you know, fucking Venus was going to look this color. Mars is going to look really deep red. You know, Uranus is going to look like blue and shit. And the, and the guy just goes like, oh, well, if you want that package, that's actually the next tier of uh, amount of money. And he's just like, you know what? You can go ahead and keep that. <laughs> I like to picture that they just shot him over like a picture of the prototype. And he was like, oh, man, that looks great. Can't wait to see what it looks like when it's finished. And they're like, oh, uh, that is what it looks like when it's finished. (laughs) That is, that's basically what we've already sent off to the fucking craftsman. Well, what I think is even funnier than it not looking good (laughs) is he gets it and it's way bigger than he thought it would be. (laughs) Like, oh man, this isn't going to be comfortable at all. This is two fucking pounds. (laughs) It's just like, god damn it. He's, his fucking neck is gonna be killing him. Yeah, you know, and it also like, do you see the way the chains look? Is that sort of like bottle cap looking chain thing that's become famous now? Yeah, we're yeah they're like interlocking, uh, bronze and silverish looking. What do they call them? Links. Yeah, yeah. So like, that shit can't be comfortable. Nah, I don't think so. It's like it's expensive. I get it, but it's just you know, gaudy and. Probably kind of cold. You know, it's so heavy. I bet he'll be taking it off a lot. (laughs) So, $250 burger, my man. (laughs) Yeah, I wonder if that's what they're eating, bro. Beer and Buns restaurant to serve $250 burger. You ready for this shit? You ready to hear what the fuck goes into this $250 burger? It's like the fucking... Neck of a lion or some shit. The fucking eye of a whale. The nuts of a bald eagle or something. Kobe beef is the base. Uh-huh. Then you got uh, foie gras. Uh, then you got crispy pancetta uh, instead of uh, bacon. Then you got uh, white truffles and caviar on what basically looks like a fucking ciabatta bun with a handful of, like, sprouts thrown on it. $250. No. I don't see it. Why don't you just eat a fucking uh, uh, burger filled with dollars like that shitty-ass album cover? <laughs> it's, it's my turn to eat. <laughs> and I'm going to waste all of my money on this shitty-ass album cover. <laughs> but it's not about how it tastes. It's about how your tears taste, knowing that you won't be as rich as me. It's all about those liberal tears. They taste so good. As I'm over here... Eating this $250 money burger. You better enjoy the shit out of the the jelly that you'll be tasting. Mmm. Let's see this shit. What? This goddamn burger? You must you be it? fucking kidding me. 250 individual dollars is bigger than that goddamn burger. <laughs> it's true. It's served on a fucking steakhouse yeast roll from the look of it. Get this shit the fuck out of my face. And is anyone really going to notice the difference between pancetta and bacon? I mean, I don't know. Yes? Molly says yes. Okay. Never mind. Oh, in the article it says, We thought about charging $999 for it, but realized no one would buy that. 
just look at the chef's face. He knows how much bullshit this is. <laughs> He's just like, you dumb motherfucker. What what does it come with? Because there's no way it's just that burger by itself. Like, does it come with, like, you know, fries, ketchup, like a couple of hand jobs? Like, it's got to come with something. It, it does say that ketchup and mayonnaise are complimentary. So you get those for free. Ooh, oh, do you get that for free, do you? Yeah, yeah. Uh, how could they be so generous? <laughs> Why so generous? <laughs> well, probably because it's fucking Heinz 57. It's that fucking fancy ketchup you get at McDonald's. Oh, but we got to talk about this, though. Lionsgate has signed up for a, for a biopic on the controversial rap group Two Live Crew. Yes. So so it's all happening now. Remember in the, the oh. 80s and 90s, we were getting all those rock documentaries. Mm-hmm. Now it's hip hop's turn to eat. <laughs> <laughs> and they will enjoy every bite of that burger made of money. Oh, my God. So I remember we had the... The sort of, uh, the, the thing that would, would tell us what was to come with the Notorious movie in 2009. Ah, uh, yep. Bit of a dud. Um, I don't know how it did financially, but people aren't exactly talking about it now, you know. No. Then we had Strat Accountant. People liked it. People enjoyed it. We mm-hmm. realized it was a bit of a fantasy, but, you know, people dug it. Yeah, a, a bit one-sided. A bit biased. And now, we, we've got what you were all really waiting for. And we're not talking about All Eyes on Me. Fuck that! Fuck the Tupac movie! <laughs> Who gives a shit about Tupac in 2017? It is all about Two Live Crew. It's all about Luke Skywalker. It is all about that one song you know of that you probably haven't even listened to the whole way through because it's not very good. <laughs> it really isn't! No. It's the worst of all of the booty-shaking songs from that time. It's just, it just has notoriety. Like, it's an urban legend, but who's fucking listened to Me So Horny? Who has that on their iPod? Who downloaded (laughs) that on their Spotify? This really is a case of, like, the controversy is way more notable than the music. (laughs) Yeah, we're not gonna fucking see, like, them growing up, the fucking hard times they had making the album... You know, the writing process. We're not going to see any of that shit. We're not even going to see anything about the follow-up. Question, question, question. Which verse does uh, Uncle Luke actually rap himself? <laughs> no, no, I want to see if anyone <sighs> anyone out there knows. I don't know. <laughs> you you want to know who, who Uncle Luke, the, the most notable member of the group, you want to know which verse he raps? Fucking none of them! <laughs> this song is so, like, known for its notoriety more than the actual personality of the song that no one actually probably knows that he doesn't actually rap in it. They had a lot of, like, underground hits, like, Look at that girl with a Daisy Dukes on! Uh, dude, look at that girl with a Daisy Dukes it, I, Was that them? I think that was them. I don't think that was them. That might have been 69, boys. Hold on. It was. <laughs> you know, truth be told, a lot of Miami rap, like, really sounded exactly the same in that early time. It's like, oh, you know, Two Live Crew and that song, Da Butt. Oh, that was EU. Oh, you know, that song, uh, Daisy Dukes. Oh, the 69 Boys. How about Tootsie Roll? Uh, 69 Boys again? Fuck. All right. I, I'm out. Uh, oh, I know. I know. It's got to be the, all I want to do is zoom, 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 zoom. Fuck, that's Rex in effect. God damn it. <laughs> 
What the fuck Inform do these guys do? No. <laughs> <laughs> they don't have another big hit. That's it. No, they did the uh, band in the USA. I was banned oh. in the. That was theirs. And then pop that coochie. Uh, uh, pop, pop that coochie, coochie. Uh, honestly, I don't know how that one goes. But <laughs> I remember "Band in the USA" little little cash in parody song, but that wasn't nearly as big. Let me see. I think as a solo artist, I think uh, Luke had some hits, right? Had to. No, he had that one disc we listened to not too long ago. And oddly enough, that was actually a really good disc song. I forget who he was dissing, though. He was dissing, like, Snoop Dogg and Dr. Dre. Oh, oh, right. The fuck with Dre Day. Yeah, the Cowards in Compton. And it was actually, like, surprisingly really good. I was like, holy shit, this is, like, the best song they've ever done. People have to piss off these guys more often. It was definitely one of the better ones. And I'm sure if you look at lists of, like, the top ten or whatever diss tracks, it's probably not in any of those lists. Oh my god, apparently they did a diss song to Kid and Play. What the fuck? What did they do? <laughs> okay, now I gotta hear this. They were the fucking Joe Budden of their time. They were just fucking taking shots at everybody around them. <laughs> it's like, guys, you're, you're the booty club song, guys. Like, <laughs> it's not that serious, gentlemen. Yeah, and I remember they also did the song, the, the do I diddy diddy dum diddy do. And he's like, I met this bitch. Who wanted to suck my cock? Do I diddy diddy dum diddy do? She'd oh, okay. suck my dick if I gave her a rock. So they were the blowfly of their time, where all yeah, their kinda. shit are just parody songs. Actually, yeah. Hmm. They, they were really a, like a novelty group. But is that going to be talked about in the band, or are they going to be looked at and presented as like. What if they tried to do it like N.W.A. was like, oh man, misunderstood geniuses of gangster rap. <laughs> misunderstood geniuses of the booty club anthem. And you see like he's like writing these lyrics and, you know, his wife comes up to him and is like, come on, baby, come to bed. We, 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 you know, you've had a lot, a lot of sleepless nights. Just come to bed with me. No, baby, I have to write this song. Her booty is as big as a... Ah, damn it! He just like <laughs> throws all the stuff to the side. <laughs> there are so many songs. There are 18 tracks on As Nasty As They Wanna Be. Why? <laughs> that is so unnecessary. You got the one everybody knows. You got Put Her In The Back. You got Dick Almighty. Come on, babe. Dirty nursery rhymes because they're fucking Andrew Dice Clay now. You know, maybe you know, maybe this album is really good. <laughs> I would maybe be really surprised if these songs are any good. Maybe we're just hating because we haven't heard it yet. They got a song called Get the Fuck Out My House. <laughs> I kind of want to hear Get the Fuck Out of My House. I love this, though. Uh, Luke, who is apparently releasing solo albums like while... Uh, uh, Two Live Crew was a thing, because this album's called Luke, featuring the Two Live Crew. It's kind of like an Easy E thing, where it's like, Easy es already a solo artist, and here's N.W.A., you know. I'm trying to find... Oh, here we go. Pussy-ass kid and ho-ass ho play. Ho-ass play. Payback is a motherfucker. Thank you, Topic. Apparently, this, like, automated thing that just, like, releases all the songs on Spotify or something like that. Oh, yeah, I don't know how the fuck. Yeah, I've noticed that, too. 
Yeah. I, I gotta hear the fire that Luke has for kid and play. Why does this even happen? <laughs> Why do they hate each other? What did they do? I've never heard anything about this beef. And I don't want you motherfuckers commenting in the comment section talking about what? You haven't heard about the beef between Luke Skywalker and kid and play? Tisk tisk, where you been, rap critic? No. <laughs> well, Why does it end like that? Not the uh not the most powerful skit <laughs> to end on. It's not exactly the uh ice cube ending of no Vaseline. <laughs> no, not exactly. Like, like, it's actually not that bad of a diss song. It's like, oh, shit, okay. I don't know why this is happening, but... <laughs> yeah, it, it isn't as good as the first one, but they also don't really tell you why it's happening either. <laughs> yeah. Like, what's the base? What caused this? I still don't know. Th then this song decides to end on, like, hey, uh, weren't you bringing over that girl? Like, what's going to happen with that girl? And I was thinking, like, oh, is this going to be, like, uh, him saying, like, oh, I'm bringing over your girlfriend because you's a bitch and I fuck your girl. Like, something like that. But it was just like, no, I'm just, I just happened to record this, uh, this thing where I was about to have a three-way with these girls, uh, you know, in case you want to hear it, I mean. <laughs> like, it's just, why is this happening? By the way, I had forgot that uh, House Party 4, starring Marcus Houston, came out in 2001, and that isn't really related. But House Party 3 came out in 1994 and starred uh, fucking uh, your boys kid and play. Yeah, and yeah. TLC. And Immature. Wait, Immature? Immature? Yep. Fucking Marcus Houston! Yeah. Oh, shit. So that paid off. Yeah, Interesting. so that's why. Yeah, that's why that happened. Yeah. Carrying on the tradition, I guess. Certainly not was because he was the only person from the original, from the last one that was willing to reappear. Like, not even fucking TLC was trying to fuck with that. No, no, no. Absolutely like, not. Like, eh, we got shit to do. So, a couple things, uh, talking about the fans helping us out. Uh, either it was last week or the week before, we were talking about Biggie and the song Just Playin'. And there was a lyric in that song that we did not understand at the time. The, uh, it was like... 69 try 68. Yeah, yeah. And we had no idea what the fuck 68 meant. Well, the fans came through, and they let us know what 68 means. It, it basically means someone's given you head if the topic of reciprocating comes up. You would answer like, hey, how about I owe you one? Well, I, I kind of figured that much. Which, which means like, hey, I'll do it next time. Which, yeah, yeah. So it's a 69, but... It's a 68 because I owe you one. Oh, boo. Yeah, it's not good or funny, and I don't exactly see why it needed to be worked into the song, per se. But another one that, that people are wanting us to talk about, because we talked about a celebrity couple last week. I guess they're ignoring the reason why we talked about that celebrity couple last week. But now everyone, everyone wants us to talk about the relationship between Nicki Minaj and Nas. I didn't even know there was one. I remember they kissed really sloppily in that one uh, video that she did. Nicki Minaj confirms Nas dating rumors, admits to sleepovers. I, I will say this much. I openly welcome this happening if it is happening. If only so we can get some better inspiration for Nicki, for Nicki Minaj's music. Yeah, if there's like a, if, if we can benefit from this, 
absolutely go for it. Yeah, like, but see, that all stems, and that sounds selfish, but at the end of the day, like, I don't fucking know Nicki Minaj. Like, I don't, like, I don't know her life. Like, it's not like, oh my God, you know, we're not one of those fucking sites that's just like, oh my God, it would be so bad if she dated Nicki Minaj. He's a bad boy. Or, or whatever the fuck. Like, I don't care. It's their personal life. Like, it doesn't matter where they're dating. The only thing that matters to me is like, oh, is that going to lead to good music? Because that's where I come in as far as, like, being a person with my own life, you know? Did you hear that awful line? The, uh, I represent Queens when I listen to a bunch of Nas. I'm a yes, and all you bitches are a bunch of Nas. Yeah, I heard that. (laughs) She has a thing about doing the I am yes and you are no. She's done that, like, three times now. Hmm. That's her fucking Lil Wayne saying he's feces. Yeah. Hmm. Guess everyone has to have a thing. For the record, for the podcast, uh, we just found uh, Fresh Kid Ice of uh, Two Live Crew on Twitter. We're gonna follow him, and this might be our next uh, our next conquest. Um, try to get. A member of an uh, old-school hip-hop group like we did with uh, Arabian Prince on the show. Because, I mean, we got, we got questions. We got questions about the beef with Kid and Play. We gotta know the inner goings-on. We, we need to know about the movie. Find out about the movie. Find out how involved the fucking members of the band are. I'm curious. Because, I mean, with all due respect... We already spent a good bit shitting on them, but Two Life Crew as a group in 2017 doesn't really get talked about a lot. This week on the Going Off Podcast, we are reviewing another Patreon-requested album, this time requested by Brandon Lebo Lopez. It's L.A. Symphony and You Still on Earth? Released in 2014. Uh, It says this was the first album in over 10 years with all um, eight original members back together to release one last album that doesn't have a Wikipedia article, so it's kind of hard to look up. But it's on Spotify, so there's that. You know, upon first listening to it, I actually really enjoyed it. Like, just listening to it and, like, not thinking about it. On first listen, it felt like everything kind of worked together and felt really good. But... You know what usually happens that second listen? Oh no, what <laughs> happened? Well, that's when I actually have to like look at the individual lyrics and go like, oh, is this, you know, a dope bar? You know, what is this comparatively? What did the verse really add up to? And yeah, it really kind of falls apart that second time you try to, you try to, you know, parse it up. Uh, so I guess that's what you could say for it. Eh, that first time it'll be really cool, but it's not really something that you can come back to. It was kind of similar with me in that the first time I listened to it, I wasn't really feeling it, like, hardly at all. The second time I listened to it, I must have been paying a little bit more attention to it, and I got a little bit more out of it, but not a whole lot. The first track was cool. It was definitely uh, interesting. The One of the guys felt distractingly kind of offbeat. Like, it was in a way that was like, you know, sometimes rappers do the offbeat thing and it kind of works, but his was just, like, I kept trying to, like, tap my toe to feel what the fucking 4-4 was, you know? Very disappointing, like, very underwhelming album cover they've got going there. Have you seen this? <laughs> yeah, it's, like, drawn on graphing paper or something. Yeah, you gotta throw that up for the people. 
that that looks really bad. Here's something I didn't realize at the time. I did realize that it was relatively clean lyric-wise, that there wasn't a lot of uh, explicit lyrics. Christian group. Okay, I didn't know that until... Well, first of all, I didn't know who they were at all. I saw L.A. Symphony. I thought maybe it was like... Is it like, is it actually like a, 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 an orchestra and like they have like a couple of rappers rapping over beats? Like, I thought that would have been pretty cool. That's what I thought was going to happen. I would have been all for that. Yeah. But then it was like, oh, no, it's just a rap group. And then it's like, oh, are you still on Earth? And then, yeah, like I said, I heard it was a Christian rap group. And I was like, oh, maybe this album's going to be about like the rapture or something like that. You know, it has songs called like Love is the Revolution and stuff like that. And I was like, oh, you know, this seems like it might be pretty cool. And then you listen to it, and it's like, eh, not really. It's just kind of, you know, normal rap album. Bunch of guys on the track. And I will say, well, some of them do, but I feel like a lot of them don't have strong enough personalities for them to have, like, five, you know, tracks in a row of just, like, rapper after rapper after rapper. You know what I mean? Yeah, a lot of this kind of ran together for me. I mean, I, I'm not at all familiar with them anyway, so it was... It's even harder to tell them apart. Exactly. Is he, is Pigeon John Native American? I might just be getting that wrong. Never mind. Uh, all right. Why the fuck is he named Pigeon John? Didn't he, uh, like, he had one line in there where he was like, a, my, a pigeon is a bird, and John is a name. It was, like, really dumb. Oh, my God. Are you serious? Yeah. Uh. Oh, uh, Pigeon John claims his stage name was provided by Jesus, who was driving around in Inglewood. He hopped out and handed me a dead pigeon. He whispered, please have a good time. You're really bumming me out. I watched him sink back into the cushioned seats and drive away quickly. And that's when it happened. The pigeon started shaking violently and became awake, picked up and flew away. I don't think I had a choice. It was pigeon or die. Okay. <laughs> he later explained that he was discussing his need for a stage name with a friend. When the friend suggested Chicken John, taken from the character Chicken George in Roots. Yeah, that would have been a bad idea. Yeah, I wouldn't have felt that. <laughs> now, what's interesting about this is that they're called, uh, they, they call them a, a Christian hip-hop group, right? Right. You wouldn't get that listening to this. No, because while I noticed subtly that... It was relatively clean. There wasn't a lot of cursing on there. But there still was plenty of N-words being thrown around. Yeah, exactly. And it was weird because there were... Oh, yeah, I, I just saw it. There was a line where he said, like, I got a bomb-ass fade. And they edited out the ass. And I was like, the last song was saying, like, yo, nigga this, nigga that, nigga this. And I was just like, well, wait a minute. Are you clean or not? Like... Yeah, that's an interesting line, I guess. Like... No way was this getting sold in, like, Christian records, like, bookstores. I mean, I guess you could still be a Christian group and still throw that around exactly. I mean, I guess you could be a Christian group and still have cursing in it. It's just whether or not you want to be family-friendly or not. But at the same time, there's barely anything about their relationship with God or anything like that. Yeah, I, I didn't feel that at all. Like, uh, there was that one Christian rap group I listened to last year. It's not like they were explicitly just talking about God. But, you know, they had the lines in there where they w were even in their bragging. They would mention, they would use, like, Christian imagery. So you could be like, oh, I see the connection there. But here, it, it just kind of doesn't do that at all. Like, I've, there's maybe, like, one or two references 
but like nothing more than any other rap group. Like, hey, most rappers in America are Christian rappers just by virtue of, you know, most people in America are Christians. But that doesn't really mean that they're Christian rappers. You know what I mean? Like lots of rappers mention God and things like that. Yeah, I was just going to say, like, are we going to go ahead and consider Chance a Christian rapper? Yeah, are we going to consider Kendrick Lamar a Christian rapper? True, yeah. It's weird. I, I I don't know. Maybe they're doing the thing where they're like, oh, you can't mention God that much if you want to be a Christian rapper so that you can get the secular crowd or whatever. Mm. But here, like, they don't even have, like, uplifting messages or anything like that, you know? The first track, Phoenix... He's talking about them rising from the ashes, and I guess that's kind of a reference to them coming back together as a group where I guess, like, they didn't have everybody on the last record, so they got everybody back together. Um, So maybe that was a reference to that. But a lot of the other songs really didn't have, like, a solid message I didn't get. Like, I don't know. Like, when you have this many tracks on an album, too, they really run together. Really easily, especially when none of them are especially interesting. Yeah, but I remember Penny Loafer. I didn't even get what that song was trying to do. That song was so fucking annoying. The chorus was really annoying. Penny for my loafers. Turn the game over. Penny, 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 penny. It's like, oh my god. All right. <laughs> and it seemed like one of the verses was trying to do like a thing where they're like, ah, uh, nickels, and I've got a dime, and it. I just didn't know what they were doing. And you can't even find the lyrics for this album. No one has the lyrics written anywhere. Like, literally, in order to find the track listing, I had to go to some site called Jesus Freak Hideout. Yeah, that was the site I was just on. Yeah, and, like, it had the track listing, but not the lyrics. But it was just like, I thought that was kind of funny because, like I said, this isn't really that much of a Christian rap album, so I don't know why that guy was even talking about it. I thought the album was pretty boring. Um, for the most part, it, it was kind of dull just in how the songs didn't really, they didn't stand out, like, none of them stood out. Um, there was one song in particular, though. Uh, Dope was really good. Dope was fun, and I liked the intro skit with Bill Cosby talking to kids. I'm pretty sure that was, like, this was, like, right before that controversy started happening. No, it was um, a it song where it was, like... Like, the guy was, it was almost like a song that was, like, trying to be funny. The the verses actually kind of, like, ended up being kind of good. Like, it was talking about, like, addiction and, you know, this guy's addiction to, like, uh, uh, alcohol and things like that. It was weird. The final verse, the what Pigeon John does, is completely unrelated to anything else. He's just like, yo, we're doing this and we're throwing it to you and you're throwing it to me. And I was like, you're kind of undercutting the seriousness of what was happening before. The song I was talking about that was a little bit more lighthearted was Another Level. I didn't like that one. I didn't like it. It just stood out because it was trying to be funny. What the fuck was up with that voice? Like, it sounded like Pleakley from um, Lilo and Stitch. Oh, okay. Beyond Another Level! Like, what was that? It was the only song with personality. Yeah, and it's like, all right, he's saying like, yeah, I'm on another level. Like, oh man, we're doing things different. And that guy's verse is about like, I got in my car, but it didn't start. So I had to take the bus and I met a chick, but I didn't talk to her. I'm on another level. Like, what? <laughs> yeah. No, you're not. You're obviously not. 
I think that was I think that was the point, but they just didn't go far enough with it to like make it really funny. Yeah, exactly. They didn't. It wasn't over the top enough for it to matter. Like if you, they had done that verse about him really not doing anything that important, and then like maybe had a couple more verses where it was like amped up, where it's just like, oh man, I'm watching Netflix in my underwear. I'm on another level, <laughs> <laughs> you know. But it was just like. I'm watching Godfather 3 backwards in the movies. It's like, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? Why did he randomly decide to do it uh, in the islands of Waikiki? (laughs) Yeah, like, it's not another level. It's not funny. That's just random. I don't know. Like, is this supposed to be the the grand uh, reconnecting of the minds of these eight geniuses? The dude that requested this. Were you waiting with bated breath for the new L.A. Symphony, and was this, like, everything you wanted and more? Like, did this deliver for older fans of the group? Like, like, oh man, they're back. This is so great. But they haven't released anything since then, so I guess this was like a one-and-done type deal? Uh, I I tried to go to their website, but it's literally just one page on a WordPress Oh, jeez. I was like, oh, all right. <laughs> I see where this is going. Oh, boy. <laughs> like you said, couldn't even find a Wikipedia page for this. Yeah. So it's like, oh, these guys put a lot of time into this for a thing that, like, they're not talking about. <laughs> yeah, and you had, I-, I liked My Lady. I thought that was a good one. Eh. It had a good chorus. It was fun. You know, it, it had a topic, you know. And I liked how that one verse ended with, you know, it's just like sweet verses about their, you know, the ladies in their lives. And he's just like, she's mine, oh mine. And one guy's like, mine, oh mine. Like, really? Raindrop. <laughs> <laughs> for being corny. But, you know, I like that. That part had personality to it. It was just like this guy just putting himself out there and his friends just calling him out for it. <laughs> it was a song we was talking about uh, going through, like, you know, your daily life and. And you're trying to go to, you have to go to work and you're doing all this. And what are you doing it for? And you come home and you maybe have 30 minutes to yourself before you fall asleep and wake up and have to do it all over again. Oh, yeah. I forget what song that was. Yeah, I think it might have been Swallow, but I, I really liked that one. It was like, that was the first song where it was like, oh, wow, we're actually talking about something now, you know? And I'm not saying you can't have those songs about nothing, but it's just like, they really have to hit you in order for them to matter. You know what I mean? And I think it was like the LAS barbecue. That one was was fun. Uh, I feel like that one should have happened earlier in the album because that was the one where they kind of like introduced everybody. And it was like before then, I was like, I have no idea who you guys are. (laughs) You can't do that shit this late. Yeah, like, so if you're going to have that song, like, do it, you know, first, you know. Like I said, interesting beat work, but the rappers feel especially lacking for the sort of trading off verses thing that that they're doing all over this album. Yeah, this just struck me as somewhat just barely above average actually yeah that's exactly how i felt like i'm feeling three and a half at the most uh three like yeah literally when i rated it it was like 3.187 so like wow that's about a three Um, yeah do you remember do you remember wonderful world where it had that sample, it was talking about like, oh, what a wonderful world it is. It's not the song you're thinking about. But, right. <laughs> but you know, it's like, I don't know, it's some obscure song, but it was like, oh, this sounds really nice. And you're thinking the song's going to be about like, hey, appreciating the world. But it's just about like, oh man, you punk ass rappers, we're going to beat the shit out of you. And it's like, what? That doesn't, huh? 
Christian rap. Yeah, exactly. This is like gonna beat your ass. Had, you literally had a concept that was going on the chorus. Like it's not like in the beat the the um the sound wasn't even like obscured or in the background either. It was very prominent. Like this was the chorus of the song, and then you're just talking about beating up people. Like that doesn't hmm. make sense. Uh, the one song where I really felt like it, a, a song sort of lived up to its potential was Nightfall. Nightfall was really good. The Nightfall will turn into sunrise for all. Had the guitar, the driving beat, uh, the Candace Brown chick singing on the chorus. That one was a really good one. Man, I really wish I remembered any of this. Like, all of this sounds so foreign to me, and I just listened to it last <laughs> night, and I already forgot all of it. Like, he has lyrics about, uh, you know, like, uh, I want to be purified, and, and uh, I want to I pour myself into the music and let it, you know, purify my soul. And it's just like, it's actually really cool imagery and stuff. Uh, but it's like the second to last song on the album. Actually, the last two songs were really good. Because in L.A., where they use the, the California Dreamin', the California, California Dreamin', it's a, the, the, the Mamas and the Papas joint. Ah. I was like, okay, this is actually pretty dope. I was like, this should have been the first song. All the songs should have been the first song. <laughs> All the good songs. I'm just trying to tell you, you should have cut out. There was a whole bunch of crap in here, man. 16 tracks. You don't need that. 16... Maybe four of them really worth anything. That's one-fourth of the album that's actually interesting. Yeah, that's, that's no good for a reunion album. Yeah, and for, to have so many people on it, I think, I think that's what drags it down. Like, when you have an album and yeah. it's just, like, one to three people, you at least remember who they are. But mm-hmm. as soon as you pump that number up to about eight, you really have to have something interesting going because, like you said, the people just kind of go by after a while. And the only people who were really notable to me were, I think, Pigeon John when he came in, but only because he was the only person who, like, said his name the most. I think there was, like, Uno Moss, and he had a line about, like, I'm something about something about playing Uno. And then that one guy who always seemed like he was offbeat. <laughs> and he was only notable because I was specifically tapping my toe, like, oh my god, please stop rapping like that. Uh, and there was one guy who started off the two good tracks on the album. Uh, two of the really good ones. I think it was Love is the Rev- Revolution and Dope. He started off those, like, both times, and I was like, oh, I like that guy. I don't know who he is, but I like him. That guy should have started the album. <laughs> so, threes from the both of us, then. Yeah, it's just... Yeah. It needed way more interesting going on in order for that, for what they were doing to matter. Especially if you... Like, this should be a thing, especially when you have a group full of people... You should especially feel on your game to be like, I need to stand out among these people. Like, that's what I feel like a lot of the early Wu-Tang Clan was kind of doing. You know, it was like, ah, I need to have my verse be the best. I need to have my verse be the best. You know, and that's kind of that's the energy that you get from a lot of their early work. This really feels like the sort of, we don't really have to try. I guess we're coming together. Ah, we like hanging out, you know. Uh, the LAS barbecue was kind of the spirit of the whole album, which is just, hey, where about you guys? 15 years on, just having fun. It's like, that's great, but, you know, as someone who has no personal investment in this group, like, this doesn't really matter. And the album, once again, that album cover really shows you just the amount of uh, effort you're going to be hearing on this album. Yeah, if I was waiting for their new release and that was like, hey guys, new album coming soon, here's the artwork, 
I would not have high hopes. <laughs> and just, just the fact that it's called, oh, you're still on Earth? Like, <laughs> like this was really about to be some fucking psychedelic space-bound, uh, uh, blow your fucking shit open, I mean, insanity. Yeah. You know what I mean? You put a fucking spaceship on the cover. <laughs> like, it's called L.A. Symphony. Like, I thought I was looking forward to, like, lush sounds, really cool, challenging music. But it's just kind of like, eh. And you know what's funny? I, I was looking through their older albums, and I was thinking, like, oh, maybe their older stuff's gonna, you know, maybe their older stuff's better. One of their albums called Baloney. Oh. That also doesn't sound very promising. <laughs> no, that doesn't get me excited for it. And, and the thing is, the album cover is just a sandwich, and I don't see any baloney on it. <laughs> Oh. Like, what the hell is this? <laughs> this is, is not this? what I ordered. What is this group? It, actually, it's, it's a sandwich that all you can see on the sides is, like, the lettuce. Like, are oh, you yeah, serious? I'm looking at it now. It's just a lettuce sandwich. Are, are you motherfuckers giving me a lettuce sandwich on gluten bread? Like the fucking uh, guy from the old Little Rascals short? <laughs> oh, what? You guys know what I'm talking about? I don't remember that. What are you talking about? Oh my god, there was this old Little Rascal short where it was this guy, um, he, he was trying to eat a soup for his birthday, and the, the Little Rascals kids kept fucking annoying him with trying to give him gifts that were basically just animals they found on the way to his house. And they were going like, happy birthday, Mr. Hood, happy, happy birthday to, to you. you. <laughs> To make your birthday turn out good, I bring this present, present to you. you. And the fucking dude had the whiniest voice. He's like, oh, thank you, a frog. Just what I always wanted. Now, can I please get back to my soup? All <laughs> I had today is a, is a lettuce sandwich on gluten bread. <laughs> dude, I fucking have a Little Rascals box set. I haven't thought about that fucking short in so long. <laughs> Forgot all about... Just like... Please leave me alone. <laughs> God, we'll talk Hood. about this Flash Jordan and uh, Gordon person. <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea you were fucking familiar with little rascal shorts. That's hilarious. Dude, who was that woman? Was that actually his mom? Because he kept calling her mama. Remember, he's like, but mama. Oh, yeah, mama. Hold on, I'm looking it up now. Is that his wife? Like, why the fuck are you calling your wife mama like that? Like a little bitch. <laughs> well, I know fucking Mike Pence does that. Oh, God. Yeah. If that ain't some fucking Oedipus shit for your ass. Yeah, I know Reagan used to do it. Mike Pence Ugh. does it. If you look up Happy Birthday from the Little Rascals, that's, that, that's fucking in there. All I've had to eat today is a lettuce sandwich on gluten bread. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, I need Why to hear this. Why the fuck are you eating a lettuce sandwich on glued bread? Like, you know what? If all you could get was a lettuce sandwich on glued bread, like, that's your problem, bro. B-b-mama. Oh, yeah, I forgot his little baby is a dick, too. <laughs> Man, who, who could be a fucking dick? They're giving him a cat? A fucking duckling? And a frog. These are decent presents, Mr. Hood. You're an asshole. <laughs> no wonder you were only in one short and never heard from again. <laughs> oh, remember he used to say when, I, when he got like super pissed off. He said, "This is the end. <laughs> this is the end." <laughs> <laughs> Such a different time. Yeah. 
Oh yeah, I forgot. That's supposed to be Darla's father, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, because her last name is Hood. Yeah, and you, like, you'd never really see that guy again. Yeah, I'm surprised there's no, like, rappers out there. Female rappers call themselves, you know, Darla Hood. <laughs> That's not a bad name, dude. Dude, that would honestly be the perfect name. In her first album, you know, it'd be like a young rapper, you know, maybe like 17. She'd be like the little rascal, you know? Ah, uh, come on. Dude, that'd be genius. I'm giving away fire here. It would be funny to us because we're you because we know the old shit, and it would be nostalgic for other people for like the movie. Yeah, yeah, dude. I I know we're about to wrap this up, but I gotta ask you, as someone who is familiar with the older shorts, did you like the movie? Uh, I don't remember liking it that much because I didn't like it because I was just confused. I was just like, I mean, it's not them. I mean, not that they could get them, but. Like, so the fuck what? that Like, it was basically like, uh, like that. It was like, it basically just felt like that and like Dennis the Menace. Yeah. And like Richie Rich, just all those movies like, eh, remember these things? They're movies now. Yeah, that, like, I remember the movie tried to like reference a whole bunch of shorts. And it was like, I recognized what they were referencing. But, but it is, wasn't nearly as funny as the originals. Yeah, they don't work in a movie format. The no. reason why the first... The, the shorts are so good, they're kind of, like I said, they're not something that really work in a movie format. They're a bunch of kids who obviously aren't very good actors, and they're just doing these ridiculous things, you know? And to put it in a professional sort of, like, you know, 1990s context doesn't really work, because you're not using what the originals were. It was a bunch of poor, dirty kids who really <laughs> did look poor and dirty. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and really were just, like, these amateur actors and shit doing these ridiculous things. Like, that's what made those so great. And to, to polish that and try to put that on a film, it's just like, it just doesn't work. I mean, I appreciate not having the racism, but, you know. Yeah. <laughs> what else do you have to sacrifice for that to, to, to be made into a movie, you know? That's really how they should have advertised it. Little Rascals, now without the racism. <laughs> uh, oh, my God, there's so many. If you look up the skits... Like the uh, look them up on Wikipedia, like pretty much every one uh, of the entries says uh, was edited later for racial content. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, pretty much all of them are like par parts were edited out for racial content. There were some that were really upfront about it, like unapologetically racist, but I guess other ones were like a bit more subtle. It is kind of interesting though. That was just like there were just. Black, it, like, it was just white and black kids, and it didn't really matter for the most part until they randomly, like, the kids themselves, as far as, like, the dialogue was concerned, I don't think they ever made, like, direct, like, oh, uh, uh, Porky doesn't like Stymie because he's black. Like, there was never anything like that. No, they, they just got along fine. Yeah, it was only, like, stuff that, like, the directors would put in. Like, uh, when the lights turned off and all the black kids, you could only see their eyes. Like, yeah. stupid shit like that. I was just like, what the fuck? Where did that come from? There was one episode, or short, where someone was wanting to hang out with Buckwheat, and the parent said, Oh, you mean that little pickaninny boy? Holy shit. And if you look, th if you look that up on Wikipedia, it just comes out, Noun offensive, a small black child. 
Uh, but yeah, other ones were, yeah, like, they, they turned the light out, and you just had, like, they, like, they had to animate, like, cartoon eyes. Yeah, or a stupid one where it was, like, a skeleton showed up, and, uh, of course, the only person who was scared was, like, Stymie. Mm-hmm. You know, like, stupid shit like that was just, like, okay, that's not, like, that's just dumb. Like, wouldn't anyone be scared of a skeleton if it was moving like that? Like, why only him, you know? The one I remember being the most, like, oh my god about was, um, it was the episode where they were baking a birthday, like, cake, and they were putting all this wacky shit into the cake, like, I remember they put, like, a bar of soap and a mouse trap as, like, prizes, <laughs> and, like, like there, there was, like a, like, a girl's, like, hairbrush that they put in the cake and mm. all this, and, uh, at one point, I forget if it was Buckwheat or Stymie, but yeah, like, he does, like, the brush his forehead, sweat, whipped his hand to, like, splat the sweat off. Uh, and it, like, did, like, a black splatter on the wall. Oh, for God's sake. Like, he was sweating black? <laughs> like, that was just like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, why? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah do, that was my do main... Do you sweat white? <laughs> that was my main takeaway. It was just, why did you have to put that in? Yeah, like, the racism feels so, like, unnecessary. <laughs> I mean, racism is unnecessary anyway, but it's just like, you had to specifically go out of your way to do that. Yeah. I remember someone was talking, they were trying to get on a train, they were trying to trade clothes with some other kids, and uh, they were talking about, like, all the food that's on the train, and they're like, you know, they got uh, macaroni, and, you know, juice, and then they said, and watermelon, and of course they cut the fucking stymie, and he licks his lips. Oh, yeah, he's like, mmm, I could almost taste that watermelon now. It's just like, like uh, come on. And, of course, stymie used to like to gamble, and, and Oh, my God, about, he was always shooting craps. Yeah, and uh. there was something about, like, his dad went away and never came back, like, something like that. Although, they're all orphans, so why does it specifically need to be noted for him? Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> they were all orphans. And it's actually kind of sad when you think about it. Like, it's like, uh, what was this Depression era? Well, it, it, they went through that time, but yeah. just the idea of, like, you know, hey, let's have a laugh at the fact that these kids have no parents and they're all just, like, going around... Having adventures with no one to, like, keep them healthy or in check. Thank you so much for checking out this week's episode of the Going Off Podcast. If this is your first time listening, thank you very much for checking us out. You can listen to all our old episodes on SoundCloud, and you can subscribe to our show on iTunes. That's the easiest way to get every new episode as soon as it comes out. Otherwise, they are released every Saturday morning on YouTube. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, help us out on Patreon, give that one last mention. And until next week... I'm Muse. And I'm Rap Critic. Telling you, guys, read the article before you comment on something on how you hate it. Don't just read the article title, read the actual article. Now listen here, young men, I've had nothing to eat all day but a lettuce sandwich on gluten bread. And as master of this house, I'm going to... Johnny, have... I'm surprised. You should be happy the boys remembered your birthday. The least you can do is open the package. <laughs> but, Mama...